Dad! Oh, my darling. Happy birthday. Dad, guess what? Mm -hmm. You know my friend Amanda? Yep. Her cousins asked us to spend vacation with them in Paris. I really, really want to go. Hi, Daddy. You were supposed to call me when you left. There's someone here. What? Oh, my God, they got Amanda. They got me. All right, listen to me. Go to the next bedroom, under the bed. Tell me when you're there. <laughs> now, the next part is very important. They are going to take you. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for a ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Where are they? If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. You have a 96 hour to what? To never finding her. No. But if you don't, I will look for you. Where is she? I will find you. And I will kill you. Good luck. Welcome to Waffle On Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. And I'm uh, Mark C. Kelly. And uh, Happy New Year. Happy well, New Year. Well, I mean, well, it's, the it's the 31st of January. It seems a bit yeah. weird to say that, but uh, we, we was meant to have recorded and this. It's not been day. the most happiest start to year, has it? So, <laughs> New Year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, COVID, COVID, COVID sneaked up and uh, had a tickle with the tonsils and uh, buggered us up lightly. And unfortunately, I think I have put this on Facebook, we're going to have to do a few of these Skype calls um, because of timings, but hopefully that won't be for too long, yeah, I should yeah. think. So, but still, at least we, we at least we're presenting something. Bloody right. <laughs> and you you've got your nice new you know super fiver. Oh yeah, no, it's, I'll tell you what, I can see. It. It's, it's really really good. I can see it because I can see my, the, the, there's no pixelation at all. Yeah, actually, you're very clear. Am I clear? What your skin? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. That's just too that's, much. Too much. That's fair enough. I'll, I'll take that one. <laughs> you, you set that up, man. I couldn't help that. Then. Uh, yeah, no, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Have you still got a reef up on your wall? No, no that's our uh, that's our um, reef of morning. <laughs> it's your reef of morning, is it? <laughs> that's that live now. <laughs> That's marriage for you. <laughs> I say I say that knowing that I can actually see your wife sitting there. So like, <laughs> there'll be there'll be something thrown in a bit. Um, so anyway, we've been at work today, so we've we've already had a conversation. But uh, we was going to have a briefly chat before we talk about our main we've subject. Got a couple of things, didn't we? Yeah, big, yeah. I suppose the two things inside they've probably been the the big things for the last month, really, haven't they? Yeah, go on then. You go. You go. Well, like I said, we're going to talk about and. I think basically the two things that have been on our mind have been Baba, Baba yeah. Fett, mm -hmm. and Afterlife. Yeah. Which might not be for everyone anyway. But Baba Fett, right, as we keep saying, if you, if you read the internet, it kind of got like it's rubbish, doesn't it? And now yeah. we've got people who we know who love Star Wars who say, yeah, it's not very good. But yeah. we come in every week and say, did we? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, that's yeah. good enough for me. That's good enough. Yeah, I don't yeah need exactly. 
Yeah, I mean, there's loads, there's loads of people who, who, you know, have read all the uh, expanded universe stuff. But I think we we did talk about this when it came to to the Mandalorian, I think. But it's sort of like that they don't really exist anymore, apart from the odd thing you were saying something about a game. Yeah, Fallen Order, like the little robot is from Fallen Order. Because when that game came out, it was released after it did really well. Now, you can't get that on the Xbox, can you? It's a bloody shame. Fallen Order, if you ever get it, mate. It's the most amazing Star Wars game. It's amazing. But Let me write it down. Yeah, Fallen Order. It did so well, and they liked it so much that they said, oh, it's going to be canon. Oh, and wow. maybe everyone's thinking, a game's going to be canon. Mm. And then it makes sense now because, and that's what's great about Disney doing at the moment, isn't it? Linking everything together, but just little mm. things. Yeah, just little things. And I, I mean, uh, um, well, we might, we might as well say it was our friend Anthony from uh, from the Scottercast. Who, I mean, he's a big Star Wars fan, isn't he? I, I think bigger than us, isn't he? Oh, oh, huge, and so is Darren. And uh, and but uh, funny enough, I don't know what Darren thinks about it because I haven't really. I have to. We'll have to ask him when we have our podcasters meet up. Yeah. But um, he's he really doesn't like it at all. And uh, I mean, it'll be, it'll be a great conversation when we all meet ah. up. But uh, because uh, you know, we don't know much about all these background. But of course. Really, you, like we said before, you can only go by what you see on screen. You've been on the back, yeah. There's yeah, no now, history. There's no history of Boba Fett at all. I mean, for a start, when you watch that documentary about it, Boba Fett was meant to be the whole clone army of uh, super troopers. But no, that's what they, but they couldn't afford to make all the uniforms. So it's just literally, you know, Jeremy Bullock who turns up in, in Empire and then in Return of the Jedi. And that is it. So you've got the artistic, you know, integrity to turn around and say, "What are we going to make these?" And I have to take my hat off to John Favreau. I, I think that man is an absolute genius. And I was watching him in Friends the other day. I forgot he was in Friends. Played uh, Monica's boyfriend for several episodes. Oh right, I forgot about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, and everything he produces so far. I mean, yeah, you know, you always get an episode which is sort of like a little bit offy kind of thing but that you get that in any kind of thing but really i i so look forward to wednesdays now you watch it on a friday i watch it on a wednesday and yeah. i always text you and i say have yeah. you seen it have you watched it yet no no, 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 no i'm doing it friday and they go no because i thought no, this well, I, 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 I like that thing because if you know what john favreau was saying about it, he said every time they went to shoot boba fett they'd say what would george do what would and you do? Perfect. Yeah, it's in that George world. Yes, it's got yeah. funny bits in it. It's got little creatures and robots mm. and hot rods and all them kind of bloody things that he loves. I'm really, really enjoying it. I just don't know why you wouldn't enjoy it. Oh, it's not dark enough. Bubba wouldn't do this. Well, how do you know he wouldn't do it? How do you know? I mean, so you put up a good point where you turned around and said that, um, you know, he's clearly he's done enough of the old bounty hunting and he's this old. is what he's, 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 he's taking up something else. And I, I quite like that. And I watched it with my daughter the other day and she was like, you know, I mean, she's at the age now where she's stuck to her phone and, you know, yeah. if it's not Roblox or if it's somebody putting makeup <laughs> on on bloody YouTube, she's not yeah. really interested, but she sat and watched the whole thing and loved it. And I think it was because, she, and it was the, it was the Mando episode. Yeah. So it was kind of like, you know, uh, little bits of funny things going on. I mean, I think Anthony said he couldn't get past the line of the hairy Jawas. I found that really funny because no one knows it's what funny. a Jawa looks like underneath. It's but, just funny. Yeah. I mean, no, do you, I, I mean, maybe, maybe somewhere. I mean, I've got loads of books in there of bloody Star Wars. Maybe there is a picture of a Jawa without his uniform on, but I, I don't know what they look like without their hoodie thing on. And I don't like the, don't know what the uh, sand people look like without their masks on. What do they look like? No. They, they've never been seen. Are they people? Are they? I mean, they're going to be aliens of some sort. You know, the humanoids. But what do they look like? And that's that's something else that you can think. Well, that'd be really cool to find out where they came from. I mean, you was yeah. talking about that about the link to when uh, Anakin killed them all. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah that, that was yeah. never resolved. That was mass murder. When you think about it, you're yeah. all right. I know that. I know his mom died and stuff like that, and, and fair play and stuff. But you know, there's loads. There's loads of these little things that need to be explored and. It's like everything, people who moan about these things, suddenly when you don't get it on TV, they'll be the first to turn around and say, oh, man, where, where's it? You wait till Obi-Wan comes on. Someone's oh. bound to bitch about that. And now, as far as I'm concerned, I want to see you and McGregor with his beard, his floppy hair, hence the reason why I'm growing mine now, yeah. and I want to see some Obi-Wan action, and he better be good. And he's going to be good because you're going to enjoy it. Because yeah. like Doctor Who, so people moan about Doctor Who, but as soon as he goes off air, that's it. They're going, oh, man, I miss Doctor Who. Well, you shouldn't have bitched about it in the first place. Yeah. Like I said, if you don't like it, just turn it off. Just don't watch it. Don't yeah, ever tell other people for liking it. Like you think, oh, you don't know Star Wars. Well, 
Yes, you do. Do watch it. Do enjoy it. That's all you need to know. Yeah. If, I think if it got no loads of people saying it's load of new fans have been coming out. If that gets new fans into it, in that TV show doing it, bloody doing well, yeah. it, on Dexter. That's it, isn't it? Exactly. That's the same thing. What happened with Doctor Who as well? You had loads of people who, and I must admit, I like I said before, I put my hands up. I was a bit iffy when uh, you know it was all about Rose and then the tenth Doctor and all this love interest going on. But look at the popularity of it. Look how popular it suddenly got. You know, as far as I'm concerned, that, that's got to be a good thing. It keeps shows alive. And that's the same thing as what Star Trek, unfortunately, hasn't really done. Now, I'm saying that, but you've got those new new programs that have come out, which um, I can't remember, called Prodigy, is it? Prodigy, I, I haven't saw Prodigy. it. I've not seen it, but apparently loads of people are really liking it. Now, I'm not going to criticise it because I haven't watched it. I mean, I haven't really gone out of my way to watch it because it doesn't really seem to be my cup of tea. And, but there again, I was a little bit like that about Lower Decks. I was thinking, yeah, yeah. oh, man, a cartoon of Star Trek. My God, I was wrong. It was brilliant. Because it had the adult kind of humour to it. Like The Simpsons, adult humour, but with cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, South Park and whatever. But no, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, it was always meant to be a minor series anyway. It was mm. never meant to be a big series. And as we saw, a lot of it is linking up the next world, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Oh, the next doing, series and all that. Doing kind of that Marvel thing, isn't it? And having a little, like, WandaVision. Yeah. People forget WandaVision was a setup. For Doctor Strange film, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that's all it was. It was never meant to be that much in it. And I think Boba Fett, he's just showing you that world mm. after, Je- you know, after, after Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. That's the world, what's happening. Now you know what Mando's going to do now. Think you know what that's all about now. Yeah. And does, he ever, does he ever say how long uh, Boba Fett was in the, in no. the pit? No. I was trying to look for this online and I couldn't find anything about it. Yeah, because... Oh, no, it's got to be pretty soon after, because one, he would have, the acid would have got to him. And two, I was just thinking, because when you see the ship all destroyed on the, the banks, yeah, yeah, it looks it like it's like... been there a while. But, of course, yeah. Jabba was killed there, and that's the reason why that other guy goes, oh, well, you know, we can talk about it. So that. Yeah. And the other thing you wanted to talk about was Afterlife. Yeah. Series three. Yeah, like I said, I'll start off with that. Like, I loved series one and two, loved it. But I was really looking forward to three, and I just didn't get that. To me, as I said to you earlier, it didn't move the character any different than he was in the first and second season. Now, mm. I think a great writing, like like in The Office, where you build up, you didn't like him, and then you started to liking him. And when he told Fincher to fuck off at the end, you're <laughs> fucking cheering. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you realised that he wasn't a bad person. Mm. At the end of that, giving people a load of... Oh, this is a spoiler, by the way. Yeah, we should say spoiler. Yeah. You know, giving away all his money does not make him a good person all of a sudden. Mm. He's horrible to people. Some people deserve to be horrible with. But it's horrible, and I don't know. I didn't think it was funny enough. I think the Roisin Connery thing's weird. Yeah, I think... I mean, this, was made, this was made during COVID, so I think... I think there's probably is a limit to the amount of characters they could have there on set because you really missed her. Yeah, I know. But they're again saying that I don't know where her character could have gone because she was a prostitute, was happy to be a prostitute. Yeah. And she weren't going to give her job up for, for anybody, any man or any kind of thing, and rightly so, it's her choice. Yeah. But I think I quite like the fact that it came from the Joe Wilkinson character of his point of view because he was up for it, but then he suddenly the dawn the realization at the end of the day. I suppose maybe it's the same as like maybe actors, you know, porn actresses or yeah, porn, yeah, yeah. Porn, porn actors. You know, the, the reality is at the end of the day, she's sleeping with other men. Could you really live with that? I really don't think there's many people in this world who could. And I quite like the fact that he he went from being a bit of a lonely person to that. And he could have quite easily have easily have gone on the point of uh, um, Ricky Gervais's character turning around and saying, "Oh, come in and have a cup of tea," and he didn't. I quite like no, no. that. It's like, well, then, why are you talk? Why are you talking to me about it for? Yeah. And I, I think, I think the thing is, is that there's there's only a certain point where that character can go. It felt a bit rushed towards the end of it. You know, the, I mean, I, it would have been better if I think if that was built from say episode three upwards to him having a bit of redemption. Yeah. And, but I I quite like the things of I tell you, I really quite like the stuff with the brother-in-law. Not so much no, him I mean, being nasty. I think he was the best thing in it. I think yeah. he's, a, he's got subtlety. He's got subtlety. Very, but what I loved about that, though, was, you know, when he was doing all the sports kind of stuff. I really enjoyed that because he was sort of like, well, wait, what are you trying to prove? What You, you yeah. know, what's the whole thing? Because and he weren't even trying, you know, like when he was drinking that pint in the... Yeah. Uh, in then throwing up, but it was like in the squash game. I really liked that because it just goes to say, well, I'm not, I don't care, I'm not competitive. 
And and especially throwing the throwing the plant through the the window of that Range Rover. The amount of times I felt like yeah. doing that. But you are right. His other characters, like we've talked about this, his gay characters, he's got to change that. Yeah, every that was... gay character and everything has been has been the same. No, there's not gay. There's loads of gay people. It's mm. normal people, not yeah. really fucking. Gay. And I think that's, in fact, I don't like that. Them two, you know, the gypsy pair in it. You know, who is he? That that Derek's oh, girlfriend. Oh, yeah. you know, I like that Derek character. I think there's more to that character than that. Mm. I think he's a sad character. And every time you felt a bit simple for him, he'd be real. I thought, well, why would he be like that all the while? Yeah. I don't know. There's things like that. But like you're saying, he had to do it during lockdown. He's probably under a lot of stipulations. Mm. But they can't do another series. No, and I think as well, you're, like, you are looking at a glimpse of these characters' lives throughout the whole thing of it. And uh, I, I'm really glad that the, the that Kath and Joe yeah. Wilkinson's character, I can't remember the postman, they got together because, and I look, there was such a lovely subtlety to that way to Angus, you know, you know, someone, you know, someone loves you when they pick up the thing you drop on the floor. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, I always think you can judge a lot by people like that. I do it at work deliberately sometimes, but I'll leave something in the middle of the aisle and I'll watch people walk past yeah. and the amount of people just walk past it. And then you get the odd person who'll pick it up. It says a lot about someone that does, yeah. really does. And I quite like that. I quite like that kind of thing. I like the Penelope Wilton character in the Mark, um, the, um, oh, what's yeah. his name? Uh, I forgot his name. Not Mark Eden. Um, yeah, Peter Egan. No. Peter Egan. Yeah, Peter, Peter Egan. Egan. One, because I like, he was, he was, me, he was me as in Callum. I wanted yeah. more of that. Yeah. I, I was like more interested in them characters than some of the stereo, like the two. The two lads, lads, the lads, lads. Like, that, yeah. That, that, that didn't like that anymore, they're just no. not. No, I didn't. I didn't like them. But they're again saying that I did. I know you liked it, but I didn't like Paul Kay's psychiatrist. Oh, no, Paul Kay. I think he's a brilliant actor. But that yeah. was weird. Why you weren't in it as well? Because you wanted the comeuppance for that, didn't you? I, yeah, I wanted him to be like a Finchie at the end of the day. It's you know weird I mean? though because they're in Britain, but maybe they were doing other stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's he's done what four series now: The Office, Extras, Derek, Life's Too Short, and now this has five. Like, I've never really watched much of Life's Too Sure. I didn't really get it too much. I mean, I enjoyed bits of it. And well, the Christmas that, special was amazing. The Christmas special, yeah. But we've got we've got actually the clip at the end of this podcast is is from Life's Too Sure. But you know, I, I, one of his best endings, I personally think, yeah, The Office was brilliant because one, it's all finished to fuck off. But unfortunately, because the film came along, that doesn't cancel it out. But it's not as good. I still think extras. I think yeah. extras when he looks at that camera when he's on Big Brother and he's speaking to yeah, uh, was- Ashley Jensen. I think that's amazing. It's best stuff. No, it's, it's amazing. Best stuff. Yeah. And I think, like I said, I think the stuff with Ashley Jensen in this, mm. it was sort of never sort of came true to me because why would someone want to be a friend with someone who's not very nice to them? And I think, well, that was a bit, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because I don't know. I just felt, I, made, I think basically this didn't make me laugh enough. Mm. And, and Ricky Gervais always makes me laugh. But yeah. as we've said, He's over usual on shot tactics. He's a bit boring. Oh no, I'll just use bloody yeah, yeah you know, the same. See, see you see you next Tuesday. Yeah, see you next Tuesday. All the while. It's funny yeah. and fun. But then afterwards, it's like it's just a bit no, we work in a working class environment. People mm. don't use that word that casually to the meds. No, no. They just don't. And he no. uses it all the while. You know what I mean? People yeah. don't use it in conversation, they don't. No, it's it's a word that's used to make a point when you're really pissed off in it, really. Yeah. I mean, you're really angry. I mean, there was the only one one word of that when he spills the ashes on that bomb, and I like that bit. That did make me laugh. I, I, but they can say that. I'd seen that in a trailer, so I kind yeah. of like. <laughs> yeah, but no, I don't know. Like I said, you read Twitter. People going about it's like it's genius. I thought oh, it's his best writing. No, it's his not best writing. His best writing is Stephen Merchant. Yes, it is. It yeah, I, mean, I don't care what people say. It is. We know I was getting that um, the clip for the end of the podcast. If you, if any listeners stay to the end, uh, I watched that and I thought, oh, I, I do want to go back and watch Life's Too Short because you got them two there. It's funny seeing him really thin as well, which is really weird. Yeah, um, yeah. And and I just think, yeah, I miss Merchant because I, I, did you watch his his program about the detention outdoors? Thing, eh? Outdoors, yeah, very good. Yeah, so very I mean, good. just because to show good. that he's yeah, again he missed a bit. I think what it missed was a bit of. A bit of nastiness, but I think yeah. that's why them two worked together so well, didn't they? Yeah. Like all the great writers, very different people. You exactly. Then, don't you? Yeah. Now, better get into the film. Yeah. Uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about Taken. And what do we do before we talk about it? Play some sort of theme music. Yeah. <laughs> 
Right, the theme music, I think I did write it down here somewhere along the line in my uh, my notes. I do have notes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. The score of the film is composed by Nathaniel Mekele, and that was the main theme. Today. We had a very unusual kind of music. Now, um, this is our first... We haven't done a Liam Neeson film, have we? Saying that, though, right, before this, and, of course, hold on a minute, we've done Excalibur. Yeah, he's in, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done Excalibur. And we that's when it was with Helen Mirren, weren't he? He was going out with Helen Mirren at the time, weren't he? Was he going out of it? Were they just living together as actor wars? Yeah, I don't know, because there was that bit where they were on Graham Norton, weren't Graham they? Graham Norton, yeah, it's yeah. amazing bit, weren't they? I yeah. don't... I'm not too sure. They didn't make out that there was any kind of romance, was there? Yeah. But then again, you never know. <laughs> but Liam Neeson as Brian Mills. He was born William John Neeson. Uh, he's now 69. What? Are he's still punching people in the faces? Yeah, I know. And he was born in Ballymena in Northern Ireland. He's been acting since 1976. So, you know, long thing. But before this, he was, he was most well known, of course, for playing fairly romantic comedies. He'd done Love Actually, of course, which he's most well famous for at that point. And now, really, this is a, a game changer for him, I think. This is what changed his career around, possibly for the best. Would you know, and interestingly, he was about fifth choice for this film. Yes, I've got a list of yeah, yeah, people I, on here. Well, we talk about it was the first one where people realise you could have different kind of action stars. Before this, they're all big guys, weren't they? And this yeah. way it's like, well, just have them on, which is a bit more normalised now, isn't it? We like, I don't know, was this before? I don't know, the Bourne Identity might have been that, really, isn't it? Because it looked quite normal, Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne's fairly, yeah, because the funny thing about Luke Besson films, I mean, this is written by Luke Besson, not directed by him, it's uh, directed by PMR. But, um, you know, you, you look at the Transporter films, you know, which are, which are cracking movies, right, but fair. they are seriously Statham-centric films. And it's, it's you know, he, as you said, he never loses in a, you know, in, in one of his films. I know. I, I like Statham a lot, but now I've found out about that thing, it sort of puts you off him a bit, doesn't it? Do you, do you think that's true, though? Do you think it's true? Or do you think that's a bit of an urban myth? Do you think of any film he's ever been beat up in? Because when was that? I can't. I can't think of any film he's ever. Because he wins all the fights in bloody. Oh no, because I haven't saw any of the Fast and the Furious ones. What's it like in? Does he win? Lose any fights in Hubs and whatever? Nah, because that's a comedy, really. I mean, honestly, I've not seen like you any of the Fast and Furious films. Yeah. I only watched that because one, I like The Rock and I like Stavem, and it was it was them two together, kind of like they like the new Stallone and Schwarzenegger, or yeah, you know, yeah, some yeah. that kind of thing, you know. And then the Expendables aren't now, you know, he's, he's done all that kind of stuff, which I don't think they make it anymore then. But Luke Besson, and the same with Luke Besson's Taxi, uh, you know, uh, I think it's one to four they've done in France, not the remake. That's yeah, one. but. This is the one where, as you say, he's very much a normal, normal kind of guy. The guy who was actually first cast as Brian Mills, you know who it was? One of your favourite actors, actually. You inspired to be like him, especially on a Friday. All oh, right, was he like Lloyd? Uh, Lloyd uh... No, he's, no, no Jeff he's Jeff Bridges, not Lloyd Bridges. <laughs> Jeff Bridges. Was it? Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, man. I don't. Oh, I mean, amazing. It's amazing, but I suppose you think, oh man, he couldn't play that. But, but what? imagine what he was like. You know, remember what he was like in Iron Man? Exactly. Yeah. He was really cool in Iron Man, and he looked really cool. I mean, the guy looks cool. Do you know how he's getting on? Because he's. I know he's been having treatment for cancer, isn't he? He's had cancer, isn't he? Yeah. Don't yeah. Know. He's got a bit quiet about him, hasn't he? Yeah. He's got about the same age, isn't he? About late sixties, got to be. Must, must be. Yeah. Must be. So. I hope he's all right because I haven't heard much much about him. Um, but yeah, really. But you, can you name any other Liam Neeson film apart Rob from Excalibur? Roy. Rob Roy. <laughs> Rob Roy. Oh, yeah, I suppose so. That's the one I can think of. Uh, yeah. No, he's with Ben Paper. He's been in, uh, you know, he's been in lots of films, but he was never the never the leading leading no, guy. I can't was think of any. No, no, not really. Yeah. Was he That's... in Braveheart? No, nah. Weren't in Braveheart. Oh, Star Wars. Mind you, it's such an unforgivable film that no wonder we forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, there's not a lot of other people in it, so I'm going to mention uh, Maggie Grace as Kim Mills. Um, she's been an, an actress and uh, actress, sorry, uh, since 2001. Uh, her most recent thing, Cal, which you've probably seen her in. Fear the Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead as the journalist. Yeah, yeah. she's a terrible actress. Now, her acting in this is terrible, isn't it? Well, I'm like a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anyways, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, I just put her down to being an American, you know, no, no disrespect to our American friends, but there's a bit of a stereotype, like, like in, English kids in films are just bratish upper class yeah 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 not, you know twat uh and in america they just kind of like scream scream festival it's like the, the other her mate won an award apparently for being a scream you know they call it a scream um scream screen, diva, queen. screen queen yeah yeah, yeah and um but yeah you know yeah i mean i suppose when you've got famke jansen in this as well lovely famke jansen um do you know where she's born Oh, I like Famke Anton. That was she Dutch or something? Yeah, well, well done. Yeah, North Holland. She was born. Yeah, yeah, she's um, Dutch. Sure, yeah. Obviously, raised out in anyone else. Another Walking Dead character, uh, Xander Valance, who plays uh, Stuart St John, the uh, the step dad, I suppose you'd say. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you kind of think with Famke? I mean, you know what? I I couldn't remember any of this film. I couldn't remember any of it. So I'm not one hundred percent sure I've seen it before. What? I know, I know, because there was nothing. Obviously, I recognise the I don't know who you are, and you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So you've but, sort of took that film through, you know, what did I say? Uh, like, um, what did I call it? Osmosis. Like my asthma. You've been picking it up from all different things. Yeah, like, yeah, just, yeah. There's lots of films like that. You've yeah, been, like, through, through of, osmosis. Like, that was like me with, uh, uh, the, you know, uh, the Christmas one that uh, I never saw. Christmas one. Oh, yeah. um, Cary Grant. Cary Grant. No, what? Jimmy Stewart. I mean, I was oh, um, yeah. Um, sorry, it's a it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. I haven't saw that, but I thought I had in my life. Yeah. Until I watched it, I oh, know because I've saw little bits and heard bits and yeah. people always having it on and Red Dwarf. So I never actually saw it, and you know, I think you've obviously done that. Yeah. Oh, I think so. I mean, I think I think what it is is that I think when it, I originally saw it, it was on a plane, oh, and no. so I and when you're on a plane, you don't really concentrate, and I don't think I, I was really. Thought. Yeah, and that cut as well. To give so, I really quite enjoyed this. But, oh, it's great! But then that's the thing, and and all the but I really hated her. I was like, going, why is she such a bitch? Do you yeah, know? What yeah, I was like, yeah. Man, she's a. Of course, it's not until the film goes on. Wonderful bit of writing. Now you realise there was a reason why she's a bitch. It's because he's an arsehole. Oh, <laughs> oh no, he, he's he's not a nice man. He's not a nice man at all. He he was a shitty husband, a yeah. shitty father, a shitty man in general, and kills people. But of course, because he's the hero, quote quote, you kind of like want to him to be really, you know, kind of like it's a bit like when you watch the gentleman, you know, the 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 main guy in that. I suppose really the main guy in essence is actually Hugh Grant. But I mean, yeah. the other one, Charlie, the the one you Charlie know, Hummond, yeah, Charlie Hummond. It is kind of thing. He looks quite cool because he got he looks cool for a start. But he's actually not very nice at all. No, he's not. You know what I mean? So you end up thinking, oh, man, how come I'm really liking all these yeah. nasty nasty pieces of work? But he, he really does come across, but so that I thought was really good. And also I thought she was a really strong character as well. It was good to see a film, uh, you know, which is quite old now. It's what, at least nearly yeah, yeah. What, 20, that no, can't be 20 years. Nah, nah. 2009, wasn't it? Yeah. 12 yeah, years, yeah. 12, 13 years old. So who's a good, strong female character who stands up for herself. Now, as you said, I, I haven't, I'm not going to watch the other ones because you said don't bother watching them. Nah, no need, no need. It's like, no need. Mm. You know, I don't know if you want to be a completist. The second one is is no, it's out, it's all right. It's mm. the family of them Albanians come yeah. together, and he gets kidnapped. He's the person taken in that one. Mm, not that great. Yeah, not it's that not great. violent either. Everyone got gradually tamer, and that's what this film is good. Yeah, that it's full on, isn't it? Oh the yeah, I mean, he's he's horrible. Well, he also he did all his own stunts in this film as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's as stunts that he could do without yeah, the like the fighting, and that. The fighting yeah, good. yeah, and, and he did a lot of training for it as well. Uh, Holly Valance turns up in this as well. Oh, Always no. good to see Holly Valance. She was a, a, a must admit, she was a, a favorite of mine back in the day, oh, back yes, in the neighbors' days. Yeah. <laughs> um, a, a pointless, a fairly pointless part. Oh, really. no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah this, this film really all the. Recruitments around the outside, I call them, are really relevant. It doesn't matter. You could just yeah. have perfect. We could have a, with a bag over the ready. It wouldn't really matter, would it? It, it wouldn't really matter. And Get then, to the uh, phone call. That's when you know the film kicks in. Yeah, yeah. that's it. And that that I really like because when you got yeah. this thing where he, he suddenly goes and does a bit of like, well, he, he has no job, does he? So clearly yeah. he's been he's paid off from the, the CIA or whatever federal mm. government he works for, and so because you presume that's how he's got money. 
And he's moved up to be closer to his daughter. But then his mates turn up, lads, 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 beers, beers, beers. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're going like, oh, come and do this gig. And it's like, you think, oh, man, is this going to be some kind of SAS gig? And it's just minding a pop star. And then you see yeah. a bit of thing that goes on, which is quite good. So you see his, his skills and everything. Yeah, like that. yeah, that fight's good with the blade with the knife, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's really good. But it gets really awkward when he's in the limo with her and she's, yeah. she huggles up to him and you think, oh, this is a bit, bit dubious. But it's not until, as you say, you get the phone call bit. I'm not going to play the clip because it's in the trailer anyway and everyone knows it. Um, great. But it's a great bit of line. But also what I think Liam Neeson's acting in that bit, even though yeah. it's really hard to act on the phone, when he says, I will kill you, know, I yeah, will yeah, come yeah. upon you, that emphasis on the word will is brilliant. You know, yeah. And I thought, oh, yeah. But the, it's the fact that he turns around and he says, you know, uh, this is the habit they're going to take you, and yeah, I yeah. love that because he's sort of like he's not messing around. He's saying this is what's going to happen, and this yeah, is yeah. tell me exactly what you see, and and you hear her shouting. You can't really hear you very well, but you hear her shout about that tattoo and all this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And when he says that line, that bloke, that bloke goes, "Good luck." Good luck. Yeah. You think, oh, okay, I wonder where that's going. But that payoff is brilliant <laughs> on that one. That is, brilliant. Oh, it's excellent, isn't it? But do, do, what do you think about the he's he's well so called. I don't know if he was a mate or he was a colleague or he was somebody he worked with. The the police guy who now works behind the desk. Is he in, is he kind of in on all of it, on everything? Or is he just a, turns a blind eye because he gets paid off? Because he clearly gets paid off, doesn't he? Yeah, and I think so, yeah. Like I said, I think there's, don't deep think this film too much. No, well, there is, a, there is a video which I was meant to have watched today. There was a video on YouTube saying uh, 28 things twenty eight things that are wrong with Taken, right? 28. 28. <laughs> but he was on for like 25 minutes and he was like, oh, I can't, I can't watch, I can't watch that. Do you know what I mean? But you pointed out a, a major flaw, didn't you? So which was driving what? the boat. He was driving the boat, yeah. <laughs> Saw that going on. There's some bloke there thinking, I ain't going down there. No. <laughs> I ain't going down there. <laughs> it's like, it's I ain't. <laughs> now my biggest thing i mean obviously we, we you know we, we're not going to go deep into all this film but you know he does he does find his daughter and i love the way that builds up to that because it is quite horrible the fact that these human traffickers they've yeah. got these girls they've drugged them some of them are dead when There's you some find horrible them. bits in it though like the like death the, of a friend or... the sex farm thing in the factory oh, awful it's yeah. like you might make for that what bloke would go to that yeah, I know. Do you think I mean, what bloke you up in a quarry? In a quarry, yeah. <laughs> and then coming up where it's like just really, really horrible. Yeah, like, I like, mean, a lot of this film, there's a lot of it is about stereotypes, isn't it? There's a lot of stereotypes in this film. I, I think so. Like, yeah, bloke, I mean, like the French bloke walking with a baguette. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been to I've been to Paris and I've been to Nice. I didn't see any French bloke walking around with a big baguette. It's like, no, yeah, I love that. Well, yeah, and they're all smoking your tans, yeah, and, you know, yeah. and all that, and all shit shots. Yeah, but I mean, you're right because you kind of, you know, you think, well, they're all out their heads on drugs, they're all sick, dying, vomited it's everywhere, awful. and everything like that. And you think, well, what you gain from that? I don't, you know, but that's what you're meant to. You're meant to be horrified by these kind of yeah, things. Yeah, I do you? love that bit with the pimp in the street. Oh yeah. I love the way he gets that the, the thing on him, the uh, listening device on him. It's really yeah, good, isn't it? He pretends he's to be scared and all that. He's chatting for ages. Yeah, once yeah, you get yeah. in a list. But it just builds up so good. I said, when that scene, when he gets to that place and starts letting them fists go, that's mm. it then. You know you're in for a good time. You learn this and then. Do you know, do you know what I think a, uh, an upscale version of this film is? Wow. We've is the equaliser with Denzel Washington. Definitely, Jeff. I think that was a post-taken film. I yeah. think they looked at that and thought, yeah, we can have that camp, but you've got to make him a bit tougher, ain't you? Yeah, yeah, a bit more quiet, a bit he's tougher. A, he's yeah. a bastard with the violence, isn't he? Oh and yeah, like, yeah. And he's like I said, he's yeah, he, he gets people, then hurts them, and then thinks, fuck it, I'm going to shoot him, kill him, <laughs> electrocute him to death. Like, now I I love that I mean not, I mean not that you should say I love the I love the electrocution scene but I thought that was but but you tell me this right tell me this why like someone stuck two metal poles in your legs right I mean it could have been worse it could have been on his testicles right yeah, but yeah, you yeah. put two metal poles in his legs why would you spit in his face when he's electrocuting yeah, no. you. Do you know what I mean? Why would you? Because now yeah. he's literally, he's left the electricity on. You're going to shoot yourself, piss yourself, and then ultimately die of a massive heart attack through being electrocuted yeah, yeah. for that well, long. That bit really goes, I'm telling the truth. He goes, yeah, no, you are. And just puts the power and on just him. Puts <laughs> <around>. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose at the end of the day, though, you know, they've taken his daughter. 
That's yeah. the whole point, you know. And you you thought you would be like that, you know. At the end of the day, I mean, he, when he finds out that bloke who does the good look when he gets him to trans trans you know translate the message, that That's oh, amazing. that was brilliant. The way he goes, you don't recognise me. Yeah, he's building up, isn't it? If he's going to go for your mental in there, but I just love that bit. But I think his worst bit of violence to anyone is the French bloke's wife, isn't it? Yeah, oh, I mean, it's just such a mad bit, isn't it? Yeah, well, I really weren't expecting that at all. I mean, <laughs> I, I like that kind of thing where he's sitting there and he's like, oh, shit, what are you doing here? But yeah. the whole thing of like when uh, she goes, oh, you know, white meat or dark meat? And he goes, dark meat. And, he has to admit, and he's sitting there and it's all a bit tense. But she's being lovely. Would you like a glass of wine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just shoots her in the arm. And you just think, there's no need no need for that. <laughs> but this is what and I, I say. I haven't seen that video to, to say, like, um, you know, the things that have gone not explained. And I think they're fairly obvious because even even this, you know, you weren't analysing the film like we do. There's this thing of like, well, hold on a minute, one. So he shot this police superintendent's wife in the arm. I think he's giving him a bit of a shoe in. Now, yeah. uh, presumably the reason why he won't grass him up is because of the fact that this he's been on tape. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's fair dinkum. The one that he's seriously not answered is his daughter's friend, who he finds chained to the oh, bed yeah. and drugged in, a, in an overdose. He just comes back with her. He's like, hey, off we go. There's no, there's no sort of accountability to where the parents of this poor yeah. girl, the cousins that they were meant to have stayed with, um, where do they bring the body back? It's just nothing yeah. like that. And I know you're not meant to go into that, but you kind of think, you know, if if that was, you, you know, if, if we'd gone somewhere and you, you were dead over there, I wouldn't be so like, yeah, I'm back home. I'd be like, you know, how do you explain these things? Yeah. And maybe we're looking too much into it. But it is a blaringly open, you know, mistake. And like I said, I just think, you know, they didn't care. It was about about that, you know, him. That's what it was about. It was his, his mission to get her back. Everything mm. else is just padding, isn't yeah. it? It's just all yeah. padding. The scenes move on, right? And he's getting a right battering. And he never, he never, apart from the ending where he gets shot, doesn't he? He gets shot oh, inside. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, he still doesn't really affect him, does he? No, no. And he's got clearly dyed hair. Yeah. Which and is quite off putting. <laughs> all the baddies in this are just like, like you got like, oh, it's typical like Albanian fucking people. The Arab <laughs> people are not portrayed that well in it. <laughs> not really. Gotta be honest with you. I mean, it's also like, the, the, the the Arab, the, the kid, the the boss Arab, right? He don't say fuck all. No, no, that no. Film. He's just there holding her, and he, he just you thought you're gonna get shot in the head here, and yeah, you, you yeah. know it ain't gonna it ain't gonna go anywhere. No, no, no one's no one's picked out to be pretty decent in this. Um, no, what, I think that's what's good about, it. and I think that's why they should never have done the others because the other two, the try, it was wrote by American writers, and they tried to, I think, get a lot of them points that people moaned mm. about. Oh. He just goes from A to B to C to the book. That's what's good about it. That's what's good yeah. about it. I grew up watching 70s thrillers that never really made much sense. No. no. Do you know what I mean? They're not like the fighting never bloody really made much sense. But the others, they tried to give him a heart and that, and that was a good... He's never that violent in the other ones either. He, he's mm. never like that. Is that, do, you think, that. do you think he's kind of like, because of he's been in a scenario where his daughter was nearly raped and murdered he's kind of like he's he's mellowed because he's realized what he could lose do you think that's yeah. the reason why more than anything well i said if they're ever like you're saying you know you're on channel five and it's on you'd probably mm. watch it and think that's oh, okay but yeah it, 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 i don't know there's no need it's one of them things there's not need for a, a sequel is that no have you seen Can... any of you any of his other action films yeah i've done bloody loads of them <laughs> oh, really? oh really so that, are they all pretty up to par yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd say that's his best. Liam Neeson. Oh, well, that <laughs> that's the best one. Yeah. Well, I, I watch loads of them. There's another really good one called uh, Run All Night, where he yeah. plays like a hitman with Ed Harris. Oh, always good. Oh, I love Ed Harris. That's a really good one, and he's all right, and he's a he's a drunken bastard in that one. Okay. okay. So he's still going around beating people up, but he's he does some cracking. Does, I, I hope he doesn't have his Irish accent in there because that'd be really stereotypical. Weirdly, he's playing an Irish American gangster. <laughs> I mean, <that's, laughs> okay, so we're ticking the stereos there. That's a really good one. Um, I've done I've done loads. I've done the one where he's driving the lorry. That's a bad one. There's one called The Marksman on Amazon at the moment where he plays like a special forces bloke in retirement. Right. Okay. You know that's a good, there's, a, there's a thing going on there. Yeah, but that's his best one. Yeah. I like the one on the plane where he plays like the um. That's a good one. What's that called? Um, 
transit, I think. That's a good one. But that's his best. Mm. I think because people weren't expecting a lot from that film. I think that's why, like you, you found out. Yeah. You yeah. never think it's going to be like, oh, God, it's going to be a yeah, Hollywood film. But it's not a Hollywood film. It's French, mm. isn't it? Yeah, it's a and, French and film, isn't it? As you say, that I mean, like that's the one thing that Luc Besson does does really well. And apparently, Luc Besson has been uh, in a, a bit of a because I was looking for what other stuff he'd done. Obviously, he's trying to make some notes, and apparently, he's been, he got accused of like all these people. Another one. Yeah, but I think it was thrown out of court. But uh, that was from the end of two thousand twenty-one. Yeah. So I'm not bigging him up too much until <laughs> until, until we know. Just Whedon. Yeah, it looks a little bit like that, I think. I, but read that, I read that the weekend, that New York Times interview. Have you read oh, it? Oh, really? No, I haven't, no. Is he not? Uh, Is he popping nuts in it? No, it's shocking. It's like everyone said, what was his PA doing? Well, I suppose Stop, it's going to hang, hang yourself, because that's Stop, what he seems talk, to do. Don't be racist. <laughs> don't blame things because people can't speak English. Um, and she can speak perfectly. Off. And she can speak perfectly good English. That's the thing. Yeah. What it was is that he couldn't handle the fact that she turned around and told him to fuck off. That's yeah. where it come from because she wanted he wanted her to do that embarrassing scene where the flash lands on top of her in a clearly dubious sexual mount, and she turned around and went no. So when it does happen in that film, it's not her. It's a stunt double who's doing it. You know, and so you could think, well, hold on, what you don't need it. It's not in there and. Now, as you pointed out, with all the stuff that was in Buffy and all that you kind of stuff. You look at it now, mm. and it is a bit misogynistic, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, bloody hell. And I didn't even think much of it. Well, until you think of Firefly, right? Who's one of the main characters? He's bloody prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? The woman yeah. with the ship? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Yeah, so <laughs> again, that just goes to show, and, and and everyone was lauding him as the, the the director and the writer who can write really well for women. And you look at it and you think, yeah, he might be able to write well, but ultimately, at the end of the day, he's been a nasty piece of work. And he's na- he's, he's, uh, he's knackered now in Hollywood. Well, I think, I think that's, that's finished him off. That as do you think? Do you think the same for Brian Singer as well? That's really weird, the Brian Singer thing, mm. isn't it? Like yeah. he's got very quiet about that. But he sounded like a nightmare on set, didn't he? Oh, he just yeah. walked off the set, didn't he? He, didn't he, just walked, well, he walked off the set during for um, Bohemian Rhapsody, didn't he? And so it was Dexter Fletcher who had to finish that film, although he's not credited it because yeah, if you filmed a certain portion of the film, you get oh, immediate right. credit. So that's why I think Dexter Fletcher's a producer on it, but he, he virtually created the, made the whole of that film. And when you watch that and then you look at stuff like Rocketman as well, you can see why, really. Yeah. When you're I think, Fletcher, the, I think the day, uh, I think the, the days of directors being that all power have gone. You've got to play the game, you know. Mm. People have got too many rights these days, which they always did do. But yeah. I think Joss Whedon, you hear about Joss Whedon, I just think he had, I think his ego but got too big, hasn't it? Well, yeah, and he also he, apparently was a, he'd had a go at um, what's his name, the, the big your big man, um, Jason Momoa. And you gotta to think to yourself, fucking hell, you were brave when you're having a go at having a go at him and all. But the right Fisher one was weird, and that was well, that's no just disgraceful. That. That's because when you watch that new version, you thought, yeah, it's a really good story. That right Fisher story, it's, it's really life. good, isn't it? It's really good, honestly. That you watch that and you think, I mean, I've got both versions of it. I don't think I'll ever watch uh, yeah. Just Reason's version because the whole thing with yeah. Cyborg is brilliant. It's really yeah. good. And, no. Like I said, and that was only because he stood up to him, weren't it? Mm. Yeah, he and then tried, and then, on. and then nearly got blacklisted for it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's just good to show. Uh, I do have a little bit of trivia. Would you like some uh, trivia? Former Special Air Service, SAS, uh, soldier Mick Gould trained Liam Neeson in combatives and weapon handling skills to prepare him for the role. So he was on the, uh, he w- he presented a TV show, which was before SAS Who Dares Wins, if you remember. Quite right. short, quite short. Now, I love that fighting style they use in that, because it's all like, it's all blacking in it with his hat, with, with his That's arm. It. Yeah. That, I really like that. It's really good. Defensive blocking. Like um, Liam Neeson expected the film to bomb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but he signed on in order uh, to spend four months in Paris and learn karate while playing yeah. a kind, of, <laughs> playing a kind of role he'd rarely been offered in the past. Ironically, yeah, yeah. not only was the film a massive hit, but he created a new on-screen image for him. What well, now? To me, that is why you should do films. A lot of actors don't do that anymore. Do a film if the like Michael came with the bloody Jaws four in it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah exactly. I want to go on holiday for a year. <laughs> That's, That's it. Just do it. That's yeah, what you do. You know, bloody have Liam Neeson got to learn with special forces. Go on holiday in Paris for loads of months and get paid. Cause I bet he was paid a pretty penny for this. Oh yeah, and change his career around. Yeah. 
And the last thing I knew is uh, the map that Brian is holding when he finds out about the girl's plans at the airport at the beginning of the movie is an old European ma- ma- map, probably dated 1992. As the now dissolved Czechoslovakia and Yugoslavia can clearly be seen, Czechoslovakia separated into two independent countries, Czech Republic and Slovak Republic in 1993. Yugoslavia was dissolved in 1992. I bet that's one of them, one of them things that uh, is on that, you know, all the things wrong with it. Uh, like I said, I think the thing about this film is, I like I said, I've saw this film loads of times, and every time I watch it, I can watch it all the way through. I'm not bored, and I enjoy it. And at the yeah. end, I've got a smile on my face. Yeah, and that's what you want from a film, uh, isn't it? You know, Ultimately. it's got violence that's crunchy that you want. Don't win pat on the violence. Like, it is stereotypes, but there you go, man. That's in it. But then again, I suppose that, you know, there's, there's... that's action films, isn't it? What and yeah. one more word. <laughs> well, exactly. But the thing is, though, sometimes, though, is that, the, you know, the, the reason why it's stereotyped, the, the, it comes from a point, doesn't it? If it's a yeah. stereotype, it means that there's been several reasons for that. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. it's the right thing to do, but if you be, if you create a stereotype of something, it's because there's been evidence there to prove it. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Afterlife is right with the with, with his gay characters, because it's ridiculous on that aspect. Yeah, and yeah. That, that is really ridiculous of it. Anyway, I thought that was quite a good old good old yarn about Taken, which is available for free on Disney. Yeah, and, and a good figure. And you know what, though, man? Here's something you ever want to watch. That's not the Disney one. I watched it when I watched it first on Amazon. Mm. I paid for it, and there's a stronger European cut. Oh, right, okay. And it's five minutes extra. So, <laughs> and then five minutes are all the violent scenes that were cut. They're cut scenes. Really? Yeah. Ooh, He's talking about more of the torch a bit in it. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's, my, that's my bag. The uncut version of it. They couldn't get a couldn't get um a certificate in America for it. Oh right, okay. You know, you know they did that because you get that thing in America where you can have without a certificate, can't you? Yeah. It yeah, yeah. shown anywhere, does it? That's the no, problem. So there's, so there's no point in having it, is there? Yeah, that's yeah. The now we we have a rough idea, don't we, of what we're going to be doing over the next couple of months. Uh, of course, yeah, must... having a meatloaf. We have, a, we have a meatloaf. Not about, we're, gonna, no, we're not going to be doing about Bat Out of Hell because I really don't like that song. I tried to listen to it and I still don't like that song. Oh, really? I quite like it. I, like I love Dead Ringer for Love. I think Dead Ringer for Love is my favourite of these. Yeah. Right. And Hot Patootie, bless my soul. Oh, that's a good one. But that is good anyway, we're not doing meatloaf songs. No. We're doing Fight Club. Man, because yeah. we love that film. We've mm. watched it for years. We're saying this years. Yeah, and that's available. You know what? I'm, when I'm sitting in my room, I've got mirrors on the side side of here, and I'm using my daughter's chair, so I'm quite slumped down. And I turned around earlier and I looked, because everything's squashed up. So I've got meatloaf, meatloaf moves. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to do Fight Club, uh, and then we're going to do Lost Boys. Lost Boys. I think we're going to do Kung Fu Hustle, aren't we, this year? Yeah. Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah, I've got other. And we said we might do a couple more TV ones. Oh, yes. about because what about weren't we that you'd watched a couple of bushes? A couple of bushes. I think we should so, definitely do the bush. Yeah, we, like I said, to do a rewatch of the bush would be a good one. Yeah. It's about 10 years since that's been on, which is crazy, isn't it? Oh, have you caught up on uh, um, Toasting Tinseltown? How much have you watched of that now? Because I've binged all that, so I, I've watched it all. Got two episodes. That's another thing I'm so sorry about. Mm, Some yeah. really good bits. Some bits that are a bit... Don't know, a bit flat. But like you were saying, this you watched the original ones and they were like that, weren't they? They weren't all yeah. great, were they? No, they, they weren't all great. The only thing I miss out of the, these ones is the fact there's no, doesn't seem to be any musical numbers. Which I, I, you know, Matt Berry is an amazing musician, and I do kind of miss him. But it's like anything though, and it's like what we say about, you know, it's still brilliant to watch. Matt Berry is, is and of course he's in Boba Fett as well. Yeah, it's his performance is great because. He's that toast. He's such a great character, isn't he? Oh, God. As you said, though, wouldn't it be brilliant if it was toast on stage? Oh, they could do that. <laughs> and my thing about it as well is, like, I'm getting a bit bored of COVID shoots now, aren't you? Yeah, I am a bit. It's like, stop <laughs> having people on screens all the while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like having having uh, kissing scenes where they're never actually close to each other. It's like, yeah. it's, it just doesn't really work. Um, yeah, so we're going to do a couple of TV stuff as well. Um, I must point out, though, uh, I have to say this because we constantly do it every year for the past 12 years. I've been doing it. I'm not guaranteed that um, we're going to be doing them in those orders or if or, uh, or we ever do them, or ever talk about them ever again, because <laughs> we've still got the infamous uh, Vic Reeves episode. Yeah, that we, uh, <laughs> we have never done uh, before. That before you, be uh... our very last ever episode. Oh, when we finish. Not oh, okay. Death. Oh, well. 
No, I'm in the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. You ain't, I ain't doing the bloody big rules on my deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've been. I'm. I'm following him on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and. Um, and he's put all his bird paintings up there, and everything like that. but he's put his new paintings up there with Rod Stewart, uh, Mick Jagger, and they are brilliant. If you go, if you look at Jim Meyer uh, on uh, on Instagram, now, they are really right good. You said you do something up him. There's a film. They're doing a film. Yeah, that's been in the works now for about five years. It's about Michael Jackson's glove. Uh, this is the search for Michael Jackson's glove. Whether it's still going ahead or not, I don't know. But somebody posted it the other day. I don't think it is going to happen now eh? because Jim's kind of retired from acting now. He doesn't really do it because he's deaf in one ear. Yeah, and his yeah. painting takes over a lot of his stuff. And I can't, I really wanted to buy one of his paintings the other day. Now they, they're not that bad. And they're expensive, about four hundred quid to some of the bigger ones, about one thousand five hundred quid and stuff like that. But it's, I haven't got the money, so it's it's not yeah, going to yeah. be. But yeah, but we definitely after watching that Oliver Reed video and seeing Bob and Vic on that on, in the pub, they were alive when they were young. Yeah, and it was like, oh man, I'm sure as well in my loft, I've got my Vic Reeves scrapbook as well oh god yeah so i'm sure it's up there we've and the other thing i gotta share about which i can't remember what it is it's called jack in shades right and it's jack nicholson wearing his shades getting up to loads of antics in his garden but it's not him but the person who does it is shockingly his voice you've got he can't do the voice for jack for jack literally yeah, yeah. but it's he, he looks amazing like i'll show you tomorrow so remind me tomorrow and oh I'll, yeah I'll, yeah I'll definitely show you. Cool. All right, then, my man. Well, that's it. So I hope you all enjoyed the show, and we shall see you next month. Bye. You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list, you can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar. And away you go. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly. People is that through them you get to meet other influential people. I mean, if either of you or both could come along, it'd be really helpful. I, I can't. Yeah. I just, I... That's how this business operates. It's all about networking. Um, You'd really enjoy it, I, I, I wouldn't worry. Trust me. Worry. You've got to go. Sorry. Hello. It's Leon Mason. Come in. I've worked with him. Okay, but you've got to go, though. Sorry, guys. I could just... There he is. Hello. Hi. Hi. That's Warwick, he's just going there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we actually were together on Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we had a scene together. It was cut, though. Do you remember? Okay. Uh, thanks for seeing me. I'm here because I'm thinking of... Uh, I'm thinking of doing some comedy. Oh, right, like a, a comedy movie? No, on stage. Stand-up comedy, live comedy of some kind. Wow. I'm a, I'm a funny guy, aren't I? I'm funny. Yeah, definitely. Here's some of the stuff <clears throat> I'd like to work on. Improv, stand-up comedy, funny monologues, crazy characters, sketches, slapstick, anecdotes, parody. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. You notice this list, huh? I'm always making lists. Oh. In fact, that's probably why Steven Spielberg cast me as Oscar Schindler, Schindler's List. I said, Stephen, I make lists all the time. And he said, that's exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> what, what's funny? So I thought you were joking about getting the part of Oscar Schindler because you made lists. No. As an actor, you need stuff to draw on. And I drew on that. Okay. Wow. Okay, let's do some improvisational comedy. I can't now, Liam. It's a bad um, time. Let's do some improvisational comedy now. Okay. Give us a scenario. Um, right, okay. Uh, you're a hypochondriac and, and Ricky's a doctor. Excellent. Okay. Knock, knock. Come in. Hello. Oh, no, not you again. I've never been here before. Sorry, I, I thought, because you're a hypochondriac, you would have been to the doctors before. Don't presume. That's a backstory we didn't agree on beforehand. No, I know. 
That's improv, though, isn't it? You sort of go with the flow. I don't take notes. OK. Can we go again? Yeah. Because you ruined that. Sorry. Why not? Come in. Hi. Hi, how's it going? What seems to be the problem? I've contracted AIDS. How did you get that? From an African prostitute. Um, I'm riddled with it. The prostitutes from an African country that's, that's ravaged by starvation, so... Selling her body was the only financial recourse she had left. Do you mind if I interject for a second, sir? I just think it's getting quite heavy, this sketch, and I just wonder if perhaps, just for the sake of comedy, you, you might not want to have contracted AIDS from a, an African prostitute, just... Mm-hmm. OK. All right. I'm done. Come in. Hi. Hi, what seems to be the problem? As I said before, I've got full-blown AIDS. Right. Do you want to know how I got it? Sure. I'm a well-known homosexual actor. Wow. Okay. It was. I wouldn't say the name just because of the. I got it from a non-specific actor. Does he know he has AIDS? Who? Again, I just, sorry, I just wouldn't name them. Um, and also, I just think uh, AIDS is, as I said before, just a really heavy subject for comedy. Ah, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, good and bad, cancer. Uh, yeah, cancer though, and AIDS and famine are just not really subjects for comedy. Well, how does he get away with it then? We don't know. Well, we shouldn't have a doctor in the sketch if I can't talk about AIDS. Okay. Okay. Let me suggest that. Oh, um, you're a greengrocer and uh, Ricky comes in to complain. I've played Rob Roy McGregor, Michael Collins, Oscar Schindler, Zeus, for God's sake. No one's going to believe me as a greengrocer. We could change your accent. Lots of actors do that. Well, he doesn't. How does he get away with it? Again, we don't know. Let's just do our own accents and get this done, shall we? Okay, greengrocer. Tring. We're closed. I think the shop has to be opened for us to do the sketch. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Tring. Yes. Um, I'd like to make a complaint. Uh-huh. Yeah, I bought some fruit here yesterday, and when I got home, some of it was rotten. That's not my fault. Well, you know, it's your shop, and it was sold uh, on your premises, so. Uh huh. I wasn't here. Uh, it doesn't matter. You know, you got. I to... was at the doctor's. Okay. I've got AIDS. Thought you might have. Yep, that's it. That's really good. Yeah, no. That's gonna... You're gonna storm it, boy. Okay, brilliant. Good luck with that. Well done. Um, don't forget your little list. Yeah. Uh, you're off as well, aren't you, Warwick? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, see you guys. 